This week, on a very special mini-sode of Body Counts and Beer, we're discussing our favorite fictional bars. Hello and welcome to a very, very special mini-sode of Body Counts and Beer. Woo! I am Mark Rosenthal. I am Patrick Bromley. I am still John the Rooney. <laughs> <laughs> That's my wrestling name. Yikes. And it's also his finishing move. Yeah. <laughs> the Rooney. Yeah, I bore people with Andy Rooney segments. <laughs> Guys, why does soup come with a spoon? You should be able to just slurp it out of the bowl. Oh, and Bill Bossman is down! <laughs> And joining us for this mini-sode, we have uh, the amazing uh, Chicago comedian, actress, improviser, uh, uh, social... General content creator. Yeah. <laughs> social justice uh, warrior. I don't oh, know. Oh, Jesus. I don't want to give you that. I guess... <laughs> but you do that cha- out. You, yeah, you do charity stuff. That's what I meant to say. I do charity stuff. Well, you're yeah. a rapist. <laughs> oh, wow. God. Damn it! Patrick, no, wait. We said we'd never discuss that. Philanthropist. <laughs> Ladies and I gentlemen, I do not have money. Do not tell people I have money. <laughs> do not tell people I have money. <laughs> I do not have money. <laughs> anyway, who is that mysterious voice? <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Jen Ducharme. Hello, thank Write you down all of your me. applauds on a 3 by 5 postcard. I'm <laughs> so glad you interrupted me just for that joke. <laughs> it's worked every time. <laughs> I'm not a very good person, but Jen is. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell us about your awesome show that you're doing, though. Oh, uh, so I do a monthly show called Glitter Bomb. It's a benefit where we take two charities and uh, all proceeds are donated to those two charities at the end of the night. It's a great time. We've got a cash bar, we've got bands, and we've got a full night of comedy, uh, attempts at comedy, and drag queens. And then how do, <laughs> how do people find out about this amazing once-in-a-lifetime show that you do every month? It's very underground. It's very word of mouth. But we do have a outside source at facebook.com backslash glitter bomb comedy where you can see all of our old shows and uh, see evidence of our old shows and get hooked up into the secret underground lair where we post all information of the invite only benefits of which our show is right now and if you like the page you send them free glow sticks right for the underground I give out so much stuff. Glow sticks, bubble wands, uh, sheep masks. It's a crazy Some glow-in-the-dark body paint. Whoa. It's a glitter bomb show, so you know what's going on. Glitter bomb. Glitter bomb. And this week on this very special mini-sode with our very special guest, we are going to be discussing, uh, in honor of next week's viewing where we talk about a roadhouse, we're going to be talking about our favorite fictional bars. Uh, you know, bars are those places that you go into to order alcoholic beverages. Um, you know. We've had several of them tonight. <laughs> yes. Hence the stilted uh, speaking. Uh, <laughs> so, let's get to it. Yeah, for some reason, Mark is treating this podcast like a sobriety test. <laughs> yes, I'm failing. <laughs> Z-Y-D-U-X. W. <laughs> nah, fuck it. Put me in jail for the night. <laughs> Take that, taxpayers. Uh, let's start. Jen, we'll begin with you, our special guest. What is your favorite fictional bar? Favorite fictional bar? I'm going to have to say the Bada Bing. 
Bada bang. Ah, my field choice from Sopranos. I love the Sopranos. Uh, love the bada bang. Um, my favorite character in the Bada Bing season three is uh, the stripper with braces. Yes, who's trying to be Tony's friend. It's so she, uncomfortable. Yeah, she like bakes him like date bars, like the most disgusting <laughs> dessert you could give someone. And uh, and of course, she's sleeping with the wrong gangster, which at this. Uh, Oh, what's the actor's name? Joe. Um, he's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Joe, Joe Pantoliano? Yes. Oh, yeah, Joey yeah. Pants. Yeah, Joey Pants. You might know him as Eddie Ventro from Congo. <laughs> you yeah. probably don't. That you would probably... definitely be where people knew him you from. You probably know him from season three of The Sopranos, <laughs> which is kind of like a garbage fire of a season, but that plot line is amazing. It's so, I mean, I love his characters through line throughout that whole season, but like the one that I love the most is just this, she's very gorgeous, but more awkward than she is pretty, and is just trying to be everyone's friend, and just failing miserably. I just, that's the character on The Sopranos I identify with the most. She's the and then gets fucking <laughs> curbed. <laughs> oh, oh. Oh, fantastic. Hey, hey, hey Tony. <laughs> you liked, you liked the, did you eat the bars? I think I left him. Oh, no, I, was right. I can't do a Tony Soprano impression yet. No, I you can like... and you will now. <laughs> <laughs> well, you gotta, don't do that. So you can't do that stuff. You know, that's not like I don't. You can't Holy do shit, that when stuff did Tony anymore. Soprano get yeah. in here? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Come back on the ball. Okay. <laughs> Patrick, what is your favorite fictional bar? The Winchester from Shaun of the Dead. Yeah. Not only so is it all of the best places to hang out with your friends and best place to take all of your dates and best place to hang out with your girlfriend and long-term partner and best place to be safe from the zombie apocalypse, they have darts. They have a rifle that, despite the UK's laws, has not been uh, like disengaged. And it they is have still functional. Some bitching like from the the basement to the ceiling elevator of some kind. Yeah, loading in kegs. Yeah. They also got. Uh, they got Queen on the jute. And on the jute. On the jute. Yeah. <laughs> Also, that's what they call them in UK, you guys. You have an incredibly great like uh, s- sequence of shots that are all like almost one shot, all spliced together <laughs> to tell you about the plan that will eventually result in the Winchester. Also, bags of crisps. Yeah, <laughs> bags. bags. As you might know them, potato chips. Yeah, <laughs> you heathens. Yes, we're a, we're a highly cultured podcast, don't you know, old boy? We'll have our crisps and our gin and tonics, don't you know? Yes, everybody recline on the Chesterfield and we'll take a pram down to the loo and, uh... Isn't the uh, loo a bathroom? <laughs> yeah, he's run out of English words. And isn't uh, a pram that thing you push children around? Cheerio, pip, pip. <laughs> pip, pip. Shakespeare. <laughs> <laughs> Who <laughs> <Ooh> boy <laughs> uh, didn't write his own plays? Come at me, Shakespeare! Whoa! Take that, theater majors! It was Marlowe the whole time. <laughs> was it? Yeah, he ripped off his <laughs> Scooby Doo mask. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Because yeah, old Shakespeare man Marlowe, and he would have gotten away with it too <laughs> if it wasn't for that pesky Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> <laughs> like she cares. She's too busy pimping $10,000 dildos on her lifestyle website. 
Are you oh. kidding me? She's doing dildos now? Can on I, that the, goop the website? Jade eggs? Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, no, there's no, there's that thing. So she has a website called goop.com, oh, which, by the way, goop. gross. Um, <laughs> but one of the things she promoted was a $10,000 dildo. Wow. And also jade vagina eggs, which I guess you put them in and they're supposed to uh, remind you of the fact that you just put a giant cold stone in your vagina. I have no yes, idea. I don't yeah. know. Um, I'm going to say, though, like, 8,000 is my roof for dildos. <laughs> that's your... That's, that's... I gotta I got try to talk them down from 10. <laughs> Whenever I go to the dildo store, I always gotta haggle them down. $10,000. How about, uh, about 7500 Yeah, you always want to have a price in your mind that you're willing to go. Yeah, no. John always shows up with a bunch of goods to barter. He's got, like, uh, old blankets and a goat. <laughs> The you... goat is great because it's companionship, it's milk, it's fur, probably. And none of these guys have ever been in a sex store before. Thank no, it's not true. I've been in plenty You're of sex so stores, offended. damn it. <laughs> I've been in lots. You have no idea. I've been in the back rooms of movie rental places back when they had those. That doesn't count. I bought a hacky sack at the condom shack in Toronto once. What? Uh, okay, Mark is clearly having a stroke. <laughs> no, I bought a, I we we were in Toronto. It was on Queen Street. It was the, the sex shop, and uh, a bunch of us went in there because uh, we were drunk and whatever. And they had hacky sacks there. And I was you like, "You were so intimidated by everything, you just went straight for the hacky sacks." No, we noticed there were hacky sacks there. We thought it was hilarious that the sex shop sold hacky sacks. <laughs> so I bought one. It was three dollars. Nice. So I gave him a loony and a toonie, and I <laughs> fucking hacked my way through the rest of Toronto. P.S. I'm terrible at hacky sack. Don't ask me to play. I won't do it. <laughs> John, best fictional bar. Uh, I'm going to have to go to uh, the bar from, from Dusk Till Dawn. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. It is a bar that is worthy. The titty twister. Yeah, it is a bar that is worthy of a like four-minute tracking shot showing you the geography of this bar that's going to... Take the rest of the movie. Yeah. And it's one of man's bar. greatest monologues, too, right? What's up? Doesn't Cheech deliver one of man's greatest monologues to introduce that bar to? Yeah, yeah. Greatest <laughs> is uh, maybe an overstatement. I mean, it's no St. Crispin's Day speech, but it's pretty good. <laughs> what, like every possible metaphor for vagina possible? <laughs> yeah, it's actually, I mean, that that is the part of the movie that I think holds up the least, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> Not Quentin Tarantino's acting. No, weirdly or, or enough. Dennis, isn't Dennis Miller in that? No, no. that's that's Bordello of Blood. Oh, right, a movie you're we right. will definitely watch someday. <laughs> uh, but no, it's it's a fantastic like set piece. It's got a lot of character in it. It's got uh, Tom Savini as Sex Machine, who has a gun where his penis should go, yeah. and Fred Williamson as a char- as the Hammer, right? Fred Williamson, uh, the former football player and black exploitation film star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's got the, the guy with the whip, I think. Yeah, I can't, yeah, I think so. I can't yeah. remember his. Uh, yeah, because he like whips the drink to himself. Yes, yeah. and I'm pretty sure and that offends Sex Machine. Yes, and I'm pretty sure he goes by the Hammer, which was his nickname when he was a football player. Yeah, Fred the Hammer Williamson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's just it's it's got a lot. It's not a place I would want to go because I would be eaten alive by all of the people who are much stronger than I am. But you will get to see a sexy striptease from Salma Hayek and a snake. That's true. Worth it. That's true. <laughs> 
Uh, but yeah, it just it just has a lot of character, and it kind of it's it's kind of a genius ploy because uh, hey, spoilers for the movie, I fucking guess. Turns out there's goddamn vampires that run this bar. Uh-huh. And it's this, like, shitty, out-of-the-way trucker bar, so it's kind of the perfect cover for them to, like, lure victims in that will not be investigated if they go missing. And like the Double Deuce, a bar we will talk about next week, kind of, uh, <laughs> uh, it is gigantic. Yeah. It is, like, the size of a warehouse, and then when you go inside, what I love about the bar, especially from, from Dust Till Dawn, is it's less a bar than it is, like, a cathedral. Yeah. It's huge, like, vaulted ceilings and fancy wax candles all over the place. It's a really great, like, uh, uh, visual feast to behold. Mm-hmm. Good call, John. Well I done. So. Moving on to our final fictional bar. Mark, what is your favorite fictional bar? Uh, I'm a big fat nerd, and I am going with the Star Wars Cantina. <laughs> That's right. You knew, like, the first... <laughs> yeah, yeah. You had the first five notes queued up and ready to go, and, and then you were none just, of the rest of them. You were hoping against hope the rest of us would jump in. Yeah, nope. unfortunately, we have a restraining order from Figur and Dan, the modal note. We are not allowed to do the whole cantina song. You know, when I was negotiating for the soundtrack of this, I had to get, uh, you know, Johnny Williams to, to fill in some of the score, because I just couldn't afford to get the modal notes to sign away the rights to their uh, smash hit, bump, 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 bum bum <laughs> Dynamite dropping, George. Thank you. Yeah, no Thank problem. you, George Lucas, everybody. I'm going to go back to my house and uh, just, you know, stare sadly at all of my Norman Rockwell paintings. Mm. Creator of Willow, George Lucas, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing he's known for. Uh, no, I just love the Star Wars Cantina because, it is, especially as a young child when I first saw Star Wars, it's that real first, like, uh, explanation and sort of showing you what is in the world beyond just people wearing plastic armor. And, you know, you see Jawas and a couple of robots, but all of a sudden there's, like, a weird, like, Batman and a Wolfman and, like, astronauts and all sorts there's of... There's a devil guy. Yeah, and a hammerhead-looking dude. All sorts of crazy aliens. Uh, and there's a fat guy who doesn't serve droids. And probably because droids killed his family <laughs> 20 years ago. Yeah, in the Clone Wars. Yeah, it's but it's so cool. I like, fucking love Dr. Ivan. Yeah. And you've got the uh, Baba. Yeah, you got you get a sweet little arm getting cut off thing. You'll be dead. Cool. It's awesome. I love hey, that. Baby. Everybody knows your name, Ponto Baba. Ponto, Ponto Baba. Baba. Yeah, sir. Walrus man with the two big like bright red like uh, baboon butt cheeks in his mouth. <laughs> yeah. In or on? Both. Yeah. It is his mouth. Yeah, okay, his mouth is baboon ass cheeks. That's what I and then his again. friend is a doctor, apparently, and who's apparently a very bad doctor because most of his face is severely disfigured. And he's held the death sentence on 12 systems. But that is not related to his medical practice, I'm sure. <laughs> it's all just tax evasion. Yes. Evasion. Yeah. You say evasion, I say evasion. <laughs> I call it Snipes Syndrome. Yeah. <laughs> the McTiernan disease. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that is it for our final uh, fictional, favorite fictional bars. But we did want to take a moment to talk about one other thing. It's a very special message that oh, we have. So yes. close to yes. my heart. So next week we'll be talking about the movie Roadhouse. Woo. On the 20th anniversary DVD that uh, we watched it on, in the special feature segment... There is a burning question that I think, Jen, definitely you had at the top of your mind. Oh, yeah. Upon completing this most glorious of screenings. 
Would you please share with us what that was in the hopes that possibly there could be a special feature to address this? Well, I'm so glad you asked because it's something that I always turn to. It's a question I always ask myself whenever I'm placed in a situation of should I diffuse the situation or really ramp it up to inexcusable Yeah, violence? Are you a cooler or a, a ruler? <laughs> and in those moments, I always ask myself, what would Dalton do? Yes, that's what right. would Dalton do? W-W-D-D. Scholars have debated this for eons. Time immemorium. Yeah. Finally, one DVD bonus feature was brave enough <laughs> to really tackle this and give it the definitive answer it deserved. And Jen, how would you describe this DVD bonus feature? It was the best combination of terrible reenactments <laughs> produced by uh, the Discovery Channel uh, slash ID channel. Where they do investigative... Yeah, all the, yeah. the murder, murder porn. porn. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, murder porn. Weird, Reports. poorly shot, black and white, clearly uh, underpaid, non-sag actors. Oh, yeah. They don't show like their faces because that would be extra. Yeah. Uh, like all of ourselves. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, uh, and it's also edited in um, extensive interview footage of real-life bouncers. And coolers. And yeah. coolers. With names are... like Cesar and Big Mo and Pete <laughs> and Bear. and yeah it's just this bizarre like docudrama about like bouncers who have watched roadhouse and live by it and live by the code set forth by the rowdy harrington film roadhouse (laughs) a film that lest we remind you has a man's throat getting ripped out. And as one of the bouncers will tell us, nine times out of ten, you're not going to have a shot to rip a guy's throat out. Completely out. Yeah. Only nine times out of ten. <laughs> I mean, you can hold the throat and squeeze it, and it purely incapacitates yeah. the guy. Sure what does. I love about that particular bouncer, I can't remember if it was Bear, but like <laughs> nine out of ten was his go-to statistic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nine out of ten. Like nine out of ten times you get a fight at a bar, you're not going to fight one guy at a time. You're going to fight one guy and get punched in the back of the head by another guy. Yeah. That guy had been in a lot of... Tens of battles in bars. <laughs> yeah. Tens upon tens. And, it's very, and kept very detailed records. Very detailed, yeah. It's very clear from watching this DVD extra feature that was made for the DVD that A, they didn't have the rights to anything from Roadhouse aside from a nine, like an 8 by 10 picture of Swayze standing in front of the Roadhouse. Because yeah. there are no clips from the movie. Nope. There is nothing to denote that it's related to Roadhouse aside yep. from people saying the name Roadhouse. Uh, it's clearly shot with low quality digital video cameras. They only had one take at a time. And like, there's a shot where they have these terrible reenactments of somebody like, Oh, somebody flipping the TV with Roadhouse. Yeah, the guy, the guy was clearly asked, when did Roadhouse come into your life? And he regaled us with the story of, we saw TV, I was flipping through one time and I stopped on it. And we're treated to this black and white reenactment of just a hand reaching for a remote control. The hand can't even grasp the remote control at first, fumbles it until finally it stops and then does a very presentational button push. And what I love about that is that there is a prepared bowl of popcorn. Because he clearly said, you know what, from 9 to 10, that's my TV time. Yeah. 
That's get, just for me. Gonna get but, some popcorn. Watch the, whatever comes on. The best part were the hand gestures where there's like a slight clap and then double thumbs up. Because <laughs> yeah. it's fucking Roadhouse, man. Yeah, because he was Whenever like, I see that. The Roadhouse is on. Clap, 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 clap. Yeah, yeah double thumbs. thumbs. Yeah. And there's like weird reenactments of situations a bouncer or cooler might be in. Like, where the bouncer or cooler doesn't show up. Right. It's yeah. just like weird training videos that I guess you're supposed to pause and discuss with your class. Yeah. <laughs> your bouncer class. <laughs> What's what's crazy about it is like, and here's the thing: I we're all guilty of this on this podcast of glorifying violence, <laughs> uh, but we're glorifying movie violence. These bouncers are all like being like, "Yeah, I had to like one time I like grabbed a guy by the throat and <laughs> it stopped him cold." <laughs> it's like that guy probably can't breathe anymore, dude. Yeah, you he killed a person. Has brain damage now. <laughs> like these guys are just like they're all like talking about just like Dalton's so cool because he kills people and has sex with girls. Yeah. Yeah, like one of the bouncers even says, like, man, that's the lifestyle is just coming into town and finding the best girl. <laughs> the finest looking woman. <laughs> I'm like, oh, buddy, stop. Everything about your life is distasteful. Nope, I follow Roadhouse. <laughs> <laughs> and I live my life by Roadhouse, thus I am a success. Yeah. <laughs> and I love that someone says, like, Roadhouse, I don't know if you would call it our Bible, but there's definitely rules to live by. <laughs> Some of those rules only live in towns with populations less than a hundred. <laughs> only Santa live- will give you a cheap apartment if you're nice to him. Only buy junker cars, but buy more tires than your car can accommodate. <laughs> it's just like, oh man. Like what inspired someone to go out and get the real story of bouncers? <laughs> and then why did they settle for this? Because uh, it was the 20th anniversary of Roadhouse. Sure. Roadhouse 2, Last Call, was coming out. Yeah. And they had a budget of $500. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which went towards uh, turning color video footage into black and white. Yeah. <laughs> and what I love is the, the, the reenactments does that thing where like it's moving in like tracer vision. Yeah. Like the frame rate is off to give it that like off kilter look. Yeah, like they're showing a murder on Unsolved right. Mysteries. Right. But yeah, the yeah. audio has not been treated to accommodate that. So all of the mouth movements are slightly, slightly. off <laughs> from the words that are being said. For and no, no one's going to notice that. Just print that. <laughs> oh shit, George Lucas is back. <laughs> I think that was actually the daughter of George Lucas and the awkward stripper from The Sopranos. <laughs> oh no, I'm still here. Sorry, I was just in the corner listening to you all. Well, well, what is your opinion about what would Dalton do? This fantastic DVD bonus feature you watched with us this whole time. I don't know, I think Dalton's okay. <laughs> do you think you have a clear grasp of situations and what Dalton would do in them? I mean, yeah, just hit someone who, you know, doesn't care, but also don't be right. nice. I guess if be Dalton nice. were to come to your bar to be the cooler, what do you think the biggest change he would make to your to the way that it's run? Oh, I think he'd be changed. <laughs> <laughs> By the what way, I- these date bars are really good. Yeah, yeah thank you. Thank oh, you so thank much for you. bringing these wonderful baked goods. Oh, I love you. date bars. Yeah. At first I thought you were doing like some kind of weird double entendre with them, but no, these are actually bars made of dates. Yeah, They're delicious. I love dates. Yeah. yeah. Uh, speaking of love, I mean, looking at Swayze in this movie, he's got perfect eyes and perfect buns. Yeah. Where would you rate him on the hunko meter? Whoa. Oh, 
I like a really nice bulbous butt. Sure. <laughs> and he's got that in spades. He's got a dancer's bind. He's got a dance. It's a, little, it's a little puckered in on the sides. Yeah, it's got dimples. It's got cute little cheek dimples. It's the biggest dimples I've ever seen on a butt. You could eat cereal out of those dimples for sure. I'm and I'm sure it. many women have. We put it to you, listeners. What cereal would you eat out of Patrick Swayze's butt dimples? <laughs> Cinnamon Toast Crunch? Perhaps Kicks? They're mom approved. <laughs> Guys, thank Fuck you so much. Cow chocolate is the right answer. <laughs> it turns to child milk chocolate. <laughs> yeah. And then you drink it out of Swayze's butt uh, groove. Uh, Straw uh, not included. <laughs> Get in there, buddy. All right. You just got to lift him up. <laughs> yeah. He can't weigh that much. Or tilt him over, whatever. He's a lithe fellow. I mean, that's the thing. Swayze is not going to accommodate you. No. You're going to have to work around this busy schedule. <laughs> You know he's he's dead (laughs) It's really a poor taste Of all the terrible things you said tonight That's the worst Well thank you for joining us here On this episode Of Body Counts This particularly shameful episode Uh, This is the one that we're etching Onto that gold record to shoot into space Right you guys Yeah it's going to be right next to that record uh, By noted Spying into bathrooms, uh, person Chuck Perry, um, <laughs> also passed away recently. Do people just die when we name them? <laughs> I don't know. Let's find out. John Rooney. <gasps> Will John Rooney survive the next podcast? Tune in to find out. I'm Mark Rosenthal. I'm Patrick Brownlee. I'm a very worried John Rooney. Not for long. <laughs> and once again, special thanks to our special guest. Jen Ducharme. Thank you. She'll be with us again next week to talk about Roadhouse, the movie she chose to do this. Yes. Uh, and it was the right choice and the only <laughs> choice that could yeah. have been made. Thank you so much for listening, uh, and we'll see you next time. Woo. Body Counts and Beer is Patrick Bromley, John Rooney, and Mark Rosenthal. Special thanks to our guest, Jen Ducharme. Please subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google, anywhere fine podcasts are purveyed. Leave us a rating, leave us a review, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at BodyCountCast, or email us at BodyCountsAndBeer at gmail.com.